these mics. We'll take a couple questions. All right, so who has the first question? questions? All right. Hi. Um, so my question is, when you're talking about the replenishment anointing, I'm hearing you say that it's like healing. It's available to everyone. So if it's not coming for you, do you think that sometimes people have more, like it's easier for different people to do it? Or do you think there's something that could be holding that person back from receiving it? Does that make sense? I, I think all of the above are possibilities. Um, but like in the area of like, let's just take a practical example. Some people have been gifted with a supernatural ability to play, let's say, the keyboard with no teaching, no instruction, no practice. They just sit down and there it is. So they're especially gifted for it. Not everyone is gifted like that, but everyone can learn to play the piano. Does that make sense? So it's the same with a miracle. Now, one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit outlined in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is the gift of the performing of a miracle, or some versions say the working of a miracle, which means you work it, right? And so I would say, like, when God offers me something, when something is highlighted in the Word, or you hear the Holy Spirit invite you into something, like tonight was an invitation for all of you, there can be, first of all, a big yes in you, and then moving forward to work it. Now, John Wimber, I understand that when he first got the revelation that healing was for today, he went and ministered healing to everyone he could find. But in the first year, I think he prayed for over 100 people, if I know the story correctly, um, and none of them manifested a healing. But he didn't withdraw. He kept moving because he had a conviction that the word was true. And so he just kept going. Well, then it started to move on mass. I mean, people were getting healed on mass. They were getting healed in the streets. I mean, it was remarkable what, what God was doing. But sometimes you have to press in. You have to work the miracle. And the work that we have in the kingdom of God is not with striving or, or you know, out of fear or anxiety or I have to do this to get my brownie points with God. Never. It is the working of faith, the pleasure of moving forward because you believe that it's available, and so you work it. Put your hand up if you have a question. If you have, um, say you, you haven't been really blessed financially, but you've been... Uh, you give with your time and your energy and everything else. Do you think that the Lord, then it could come back in a financial way to help? Like, to meet your needs that are difficult that way? Well, the law of sowing and reaping is that in the measure that you sow, it will be returned to you. And in the, the type of seed that you sow, it will be returned to you, right? So if a farmer's planting uh, a corn seed, he's going to produce corn, not carrots, right? If you're sowing finance, you're going to reap finance. That's what I believe is consistent with God's laws. So I would say um, don't accept anything but the truth. 
the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? So the truth says that as you sow, you will reap, that there's a perpetual covenant that God made with man through Noah. He said, as long as the earth remains, which it still does, there will be seed time and a corresponding harvest. Then in 2 Corinthians, Paul says that in the measure that you sow, it will be given to you, and there's grace to even furnish you with the seed to sow. So that's in any area of your life. It could be the seed of the word. It could be the seed of finance. It could be whatever you want. It, it could be literal carrot seeds that you need to sow. But the principle, the law, the natural law even, says that it will return to you. And Jesus said it returns 30, 60, 100-fold. Deuteronomy 111 says, you know, a thousand-fold increase. So I would contend for it, saying... I'm not receiving anything but what the, the word says. Now, in my book, Step Into Supernatural Provision, I share our whole journey. My husband and I had a five-year journey where we, we believed the word of God. We sowed. We, we were uh, faithful. And it's not that, I mean, the promises of God are yes and amen for every believer. You know, it's like his grace is on that for every believer. But we were aligned. There wasn't an area of our life that we weren't, aligned with what he showed in his word to do to gain um, gain blessing, you know, even in the natural. Um, so we were expecting increase, but it didn't manifest right away. But we didn't change our story. We didn't change our story. We said, no, your word says this, God. Your word says this, and you are not a man that you should lie. And you have not changed your mind. This is your word. We believe it. It will be returned. And we fought the good fight of faith with that word. And the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. And Paul told Timothy, fight with the prophecies. Fight with that word that comes to you. So we had to come to a place saying we refuse to accept poverty. We will not receive poverty. We will not receive lack. We will not receive anything but what God promises. And we kept calling it forth. Well, finally, after five years of fighting, it wasn't a, it wasn't a simple battle and neither was it a short one. But we stood on the word and then all of a sudden everything shifted. I felt that the very moment it shifted, I felt. And from that point, and that was way back in 19, that was in 1980-something. It was a long time ago, okay? Everything shifted, and we've been in prosperity ever since. Because the Lord showed me that every decree that we made, every, every seed that we sowed, went into bulls in heaven and brought increase and compounded interest, and it just exploded, and, and we're still feasting on it now. We are literally living in thousandfold increase because from the time that we sowed back then, we just keep living in the blessing, and it just keeps getting more and more and more every year. And I want to add this, even as you get older, I'm turning 70 next year, and I'm absolutely convinced that the decade of the 70s will be the best decade ever, and it'll be my most fruitful and my most prosperous decade because age has no factor. And for those of you that are buying into the lie, the society says, oh, you got to really plan for your old age because you're going to be left with nothing by the time you get older. You have to break the power of that lie. The word does not say that. God does not say that. The exact opposite is true in the word. So start sowing that word into your life now and sowing toward that so that you can be fruitful and increasing in your latter years. Your latter glory 
will be greater than the former. And in Haggai chapter 2, where you find that scripture, it is right in the context of gold and silver. Amen. So good. Any other questions? Um, a, f- a few weeks ago, I saw the blue flame, and so I've been um, seeking, not can asking, believing, wanting, but it's kind of like I don't know what to do. Is it mine, or is it coming, or is it, and so I'm just asking you, because I know you had that experience of yeah. that great desire that, okay, God, let's do it. I had an so encounter many do? years ago with the blue flame, like it. It came in an open vision to me, the blue flame. And, um, and when I inquired of the Lord, I'd say, what are, because anytime you have a vision, you need to inquire of the Lord for understanding. Every revelation needs interpretation and application. Revelation on its own isn't going to necessarily get you very far. You need interpretation and application. So when I asked the Lord, what are you showing me? He said, this is revelation. This is the place where you will find that pure revelation from me. And he invites us into that place to receive that revelation and then to receive the application for how to how to apply it. And uh, for me in that time, it was all about revelation of the supernatural. He was revealing things of the heavenly dimension that I had not known before. So he invited me inside that blue flame. It was a personal encounter in the Lord. So for you, I think the next step is to say, God, show me what this is for me, not based on someone else, but show what it is for me. And how do you want me to apply this? Questions? Uh, you keep saying gold and silver, gold and silver. So Lord put me on gold last year. I turned everything prophetic into a business and start a business. So I started a gold business. But what are you talking about? What am I talking about when I mention gold in the Bible? Okay, so the Bible does speak about gold and silver in a lot of places. We see it in Isaiah 60 when it's talking about wealth. We see it in um, Second uh, Kings or First Kings 10 with Solomon. Um, we see it in Haggai talking about the gold and the silver. Our mind says the Lord. I believe He's talking about literal gold and gold and silver, but we also know that in the spirit, in heaven, in the in the unseen dimension. We know uh, through the word that the streets of heaven are paved with gold, right? We know that there's, there's gold and there's sapphire and crystal and emerald and all these things that we, we read about in heaven, we also see in the earth. And I heard a speaker uh, recently say that um, when God was creating like the Garden of Eden, he actually took seed from heaven and sowed it. So to, and I thought that was a, a fun picture. We know that it was the seed of his word. And Jesus said, you know, the sower sows the word. But it was like the seed of that heavenly dimension sown into the earth. And so I think he's speaking about literal gold and silver. But I also believe all the scripture can be prophetically um, prophetically revealed that when God gives a rhema word, it could indicate something else to you personally if he speaks that to you.
Um, so I'm curious um, if you have any advice for like, I love all that you do. I love all that your stories. I want to do them. I want to live them kind of thing. Like it burns in my heart. Um, and I'm just really curious, like what you would recommend for like practical steps if I want to step into more of those. Um, personally, I'm a single mom. I have three kids. Um, so it, I, I have a desire to go to the mission field, but there's, I don't know. So like, I'm, I just am hungry for more and I'm curious for practical steps. I feel that everything we're called to walk in comes out of our relationship with the Lord and to have childlike faith, childlike faith, and just say, Father, I'm just here for you. And we've been talking this weekend about lordship, where the Father owns it all. He owns us. We give him our life. And so it's like, okay, God, I'm your, I'm your daughter. And I come to you in childlike faith, knowing that knowing that you are over it all, and you have the best plan for my life. And so show me, how would you have me to walk right now? And what would you have me to do, knowing that whatever I put my hands to is going to prosper, it's going to bring you pleasure, it's going to bring me pleasure, so what is it? And then whatever God says to do, then do it. And of course, you might want to get confirmation. Um, you know, you might want to go further with the Lord and say, okay, what's my first step? Like, I remember being in prayer, um, years ago, and the Lord um, put a burden on us, a prayer burden, uh, for girls that were being trafficked. And so we started praying for the justice of God to come into it. And then he said, I want you to go to, to Thailand. I want you to fly to Bangkok, Thailand. And I'm going to show you things about about the um, sex tourism, which I'd never even heard that, that term before. And so we just obeyed. My, my friend and I went. We bought a ticket to Bangkok, and away we went. And But while we were there, God opened up a whole strategy for us to put a station in Thailand and start working to implement strategies for anti-trafficking. And we didn't know anything. We didn't have any experience, no education. We had no master's degree in anything. Um, but we had a heart after God, and we said yes to him. He took us one step at a time. And before we knew it, we were meeting with uh, United Nations leaders, Cambodian leaders, Thai leaders, and demanding that they put um, policies in place to protect children and all kinds of things. I mean, we were on very high levels being used by him, but all we gave him was our yes and took one step forward. We didn't even know where it was going to all end up, but we took one step forward. And so your, your faith invitation right now is for the first thing God shows you. And what is, where, where does he show you that? Out of, out of presence, out of being in relationship with him. So it's just childlike. You know, it's like, Every assignment is different. That's the other thing. Every assignment is different. And so you can't even put, okay, this is how you do it. Step one, step two, step three, because it won't work in the kingdom. It could be totally different. You know, one time Jesus brings healing by just laying hands. Next time he's making a mud pack and putting it on someone's eyes. Another time he's spitting, you know, he's doing it all different. So there is no formula. It was just obedience to what he saw the father do. He was in constant relationship with his father. So I would say just walk in close relationship with God. Be very childlike in your faith. And whatever he says to do, do it. Just a couple more here. How you doing? 
So I'm just curious in a general aspect of where do you believe that we are in a in the prophetic timeline of what God is saying and doing in this hour? Well, I think God's right on time. <laughs> Amen. I think if I were to add onto that, I'd probably make a fool of myself. <laughs> so I'll just say God knows. Thank you for what you shared tonight, Patricia. Um, I have felt God asking me, like, what is in your hand? When, um, like, when we have bills to pay. Um, can you expound on that at all? Um, like, what, when we're starting, first evening, right, in the replenishment anointing, what would be your advice to someone who is literally starting to ask, what is in my hand? Well, I guess I would answer him, what is in your hand? Because if he's asking a question, he doesn't need to know, but he wants you to know. He wants you to see something that you never noticed before and something that will be a catalyst for a breakthrough. So I would just spend, spend more, more time with him on that one and say, God, I know that you want me to see something that I'm not seeing right now. And I am very committed to that. Help me, Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said the Holy Spirit will lead and guide into all truth. And so if it doesn't come to you right away, then inquire of him. Because it could be anything, right? But he already knows the answer. He's not asking you for you to tell him what he doesn't know. He's asking you so that you will discover something you haven't seen before. Because he wants to give you a breakthrough. Amen. Miss King, um, do you have a mentoring program? We have, um, we have two tools that are available to help people be nurtured in the things of God. And one of them is called an A-team mentorship. What it actually is, though, is every month you receive a, um, a, a video class on a subject that pertains to um, spiritual growth or even practical growth issues in the kingdom. It's very practical. And it'll give you keys as to how to take the word of God and apply it in your life and in all kinds of different areas. Um, and so we, we go into spiritual activations. Every lesson has an activation that you activate yourself and um, you can take it on demand. It's all downloadable material that you can take at your own pace, right? And then I go on um, a, a Facebook, a private Facebook page and give little nuggets once in a while. I do a Q&A once a month as well, but you get those courses. Every month a new course gets sent to you. So that's one. And the other um, thing is that I have an online uh, web church that is like a, a pastoral nurture of the things of the Spirit. And um, that is a... Uh, I'm on there just about every day. Just about every day I'm, I'm on that one giving input into that. And... Um, we have prayer meetings, and we have Bible studies, and we have prophetic teams and stuff like that on there. And both those things you can find out more about on patriciaking.com. Great. Thank you. Last question. Last okay. Question. 
Um, what advice would you give to someone, like, if the Lord gave you an opportunity to um, preach through through media, like, what, what advice would you give someone to? I think, first of all, I want to say I love media. I never had any idea years ago when God called me to it um, that, that, you know, I would ever have any interest in it at all. It was so foreign to me. But I love media, and especially social media. Do you understand the benefit we have in social media? It is just crazy. It is for free, number one. You can sign up on all kinds of portals. And a lot of people will say, I don't do Facebook anymore because blah, blah, blah. And they've got really good reasons for not wanting to be part of Facebook because there's some corruption in it and stuff like that. But the thing is, if we abdicate our position in it, then evil will get a hold of it and it'll just be a portal for evil instead of us filling it with light and light and darkness there's no partnership so light overpowers darkness so let's take it let's just do everything and take it and um so i i would say you know what is your message and i have a word that the lord gave me um a few years ago that i preached prophetically i took prophetic license on a scripture because i believe the lord was breathing on it and um it's out of uh, Revelation 14 and verse 6. It was a vision that John had. And it says, And I saw another angel, the word angel there means messenger, flying in mid-heaven. Well, John, he wouldn't have known what cyber heaven is, you know, as we, we know it today. But it could be applied. There's sometimes you can take a principle in the word and apply it prophetically for the hour that you are living in. So it says, a messenger flying in, in cyber heaven, let's say, having an eternal gospel to preach to those who live on the earth and to every nation and tribe and tongue and people. So never before have we been able to push a button and record and reach the nations of the world all at one time. I mean, it is not unusual to have 30 nations on a call or on a uh, live stream. And, um, and then in verse 14, it says, Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud. Just saying. And sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man. I think that Jesus owns a cloud. I do. I believe that he, he is the ruler over all. And that he wants to have authority over that cloud. And it says they saw one like the son of man having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple crying out with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud. Put in your sickle and reap for the hour is come because the harvest of the earth is ripe. And we have some friends of ours, Ben and uh, Jody Hughes, who um, they actually were hosting the Pineapple Revival. I don't know if you ever heard of that. It was on the, the uh, Gold Coast of, of um, uh, Australia. And they're in the USA right now. But every Saturday night, they just get on social media and they put out over all these different social media streams um, just the preaching of the gospel. They preach the gospel. They heal the sick. They cast out devils. They do everything on Saturday nights. And they've been having thousands of people come to know Jesus Christ. And they do it from their iPhone, wherever they are. They could be in their car doing it. They could be at, the, at, you know, at their dinner table doing it. But they just get the gospel out over media. So media is a, is a portal for communication to flow. If we don't communicate the gospel... It'll be filled with something else. 
and we need to do it. So I'm a thousand percent encouraging anyone that can do media to, to do it. And everyone can. You've got an iPhone. That's, you know, any kind of phone probably these days will get you on there. So I just, I think it's very powerful. And I think that we really need to do it because in, in John it says, um, work while it's yet day, night is coming when no man can work. We don't know how long we're going to have the freedom that we have right now to be on the airwaves. But the thing about the word when it's preached, it doesn't return void. It stays out there. Whatever you preach from the word of God, it stays out there. It doesn't go away. It's too late once it's out there, right? So I would say just get as much out as possible. Just every day, just go and, go and share his glory, his word, his truth. Amen. Wow, so good. You guys just, West Patricia. So we're going to have...